Hi, everyone. This is Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, here for another DevOps chat. Our guest on this episode of the chat is a good friend of ours, Hayden Lindsay, VP, Enterprise DevOps at, at uh, IBM. Hi, Hayden. Welcome to DevOps chat. Hi, Alan. Good to be with you again. Good to have you here. Hayden, it's a big day. Big day for the folks over at the IBM Enterprise team. It's a general availability of Z14 today, isn't it? It sure is. Yes, we announced this back in uh, middle of July, and we've now been making our products available. A lot of mine were available the latter part of last week, and now the box itself, uh, GA today. So a big day. Fantastic. And, and Hayden, just, you know, our audience being so focused on DevOps, they may not realize the full scale of, of what the Z14 release is about. But it is, it's a combination of, of hardware. There, as you mentioned, the new box. There's a ton of software. There's a ton of integrations. It, it's just chock full of, of all kinds of goodies. Can you give us kind of a, a, at a high level, you know, the scope of Z14? Sure. And I think what you see is the, the, the result of pulling software, both middleware and tools, from the various divisions that we used to have, like Rational and WebSphere, and moving those into a single Z or mainframe focus brand. And so in contrast to most prior hardware releases where you'd be hearing about the speeds and feeds and you know, the Z13 had the fastest processor of any box on the planet. This time, the focus is more on the entire solution that involves both hardware as well as software and tools. And so I think that we, we worked on that. We did design thinking. We had sponsor users. We did the whole nine yards from the hardware up through the operating system, middleware and tools. And I think that made a big difference. And so this time, for example, we have something called pervasive encryption. We all know how important security is. We all hear about these breaches that are happening, Experian being the most, I think, or Equifax being the latest one. And, but, but, and, and of all of the records that have been stolen, and I think it's something like 9 billion since 2013, only 4% are encrypted. And this new mainframe lets you encrypt 100% of the data with no impact to performance. So that's just, that's one example. Clearly there's hardware stuff there, but there's also uh, middleware that has had to be involved in making this solution. So that's an example. So it's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's actually a big example, Hayden, because you know what? Encryption has been around I mean, I, I, I spent 20 years in the security space, and encryption's been around for most of that. The problem was the hit you took on performance when you encrypted and then had to de decrypt and re-encrypt, just the latency. And, 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 and the programmer had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, somebody, or the database administrator had to set it up for the database, but then what about when it was being used in the application? And so that was, this is what is being solved, where you don't have the time inhibitor of people doing it and then you also don't have the performance impact where it makes a system unusable so yeah. i think this could be really groundbreaking for the companies and the government agencies around the world that deal with sensitive data sure and we all do now 
Hayden, you said something else, though, that I wanted to key in on, and that is sort of moving away from the from the speeds and feeds, if you will, metrics of, of you know, to measure the value of anything. And, you know, I worked with a woman once, um, and, and she used to call that bag diving, right? Uh, you know, when you start, when you got to start getting into the speeds and feeds to show the value of your, of your product, you're, you're diving into your bag instead of talking the true value. And, and right. so I'm, I'm, you know, happy to see that that that's kind of the, uh, the path that IBM is taking, talking about the value. But I also think it's a result, as you say, of so much being added into here, right? From the design thinking around the entire, the entire release, if you will, to the the integration with with things like cloud, with the DevOps, uh, you know, entire tool set and methodologies that IBM and others have developed. It, this is so much more than just oh, we put you know, this is the next iPhone with the faster processor. This isn't the next Z with the faster processor. It's it's much more than that. It, as I think I maybe you said it earlier, or maybe we were talking about it off mic. This is probably the most substantive release for Z in, in at least a decade. I, I think it is, and of course the market will tell us if our aspirations come to come to bear or not. But I certainly think the encryption element is is just. Well, I think it's it, it's phenomenal, and it can could be very, very, very significant for virtually any company out there. And and then we've got more on machine learning and analytics, so that you can do in transaction analytics rather than doing it after the fact and having to try to back out or or just write off fraudulent transactions. And and of course, we've done a lot with our DevOps portfolio compilers. But I really do think maybe since, you know, we put Linux on the platform, it's it's that significant. Wow. Huge. So, Hayden, but we are about DevOps here. So let, let's focus in a little bit. I mean, one of the nice things is I, I've seen some briefings on around how you can use the new Z14s with the, you know, the IBM Enterprise DevOps solution and really sort of leverage. I don't want to use the term bimodal multi-speed nonsense. Leverage integrating your 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 Z system with cloud systems into one coherent business strategy. How's how's that sound? And uh, so uh, talk about it, it. Yeah. So one of the the themes of the three one of the three themes for the release is open and connected, and that obviously ties into a hybrid cloud strategy. It ties into, uh, you know, the digital economy or digital transformation. It ties into the API economy, whichever angle you want to take. You have to be able to make the data that resides on the mainframe, which is, you know, estimated roughly 80% of the enterprise data in the world is resides on and is managed by the mainframe and about 70% of the business transactions. And so if you want to, though, make that available to your new iPhone X app, <laughs> as we saw introduced yesterday, mm -hmm. um, you know, or 10 or whatever they're going to call yeah, it, but, you know, calling it 10 using a Roman numeral. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, it's if you're going to do that, you have to make it easy to access the data and transactions, find those transactions, understand them, because very likely they were written by somebody who's not around anymore or have moved on to other jobs. And so you need to have tools that make API enabling um, and opening up and connecting to the mainframe easy and efficient and just as easy, just as efficient as you would if you were opening up something on a Linux platform, although of course you have Linux on Z or a, a Windows box or anything else. So that's, it's, it's essential that we allow Z to participate in the broader digital economy, API economy. And that's what my team has been focusing on along with other teams uh, in IBM. Sure. So now Hayden, I mean, in that same vein, you know, there's, there's still that, you know, mainframe attitude where, you know, we don't open our mainframe up to all of these APIs and, and maybe we don't want to hook into our, uh, systems of engagement, you know, up in the cloud or what have you. For for clients listening out there, and a lot of our listeners are, you know, enterprise class, uh, they work at enterprise, enterprise class organizations. How important is it that they really consider opening up, you know, their mainframes to, to this API economy, as you called it? Well, I, I think increasingly, um, certainly the IT and line of business executives at the clients that I, with whom I work, uh, are realizing they have tremendous assets that they could leverage if they were to make them available. Nobody, at least no companies I know of or government agencies, have the resources to just recreate everything from scratch. And I think if you look back at what we, the analysts were saying back in the SOA era, they said, you know, it was five times faster to create a service leveraging something that exists that already does the same thing or something very similar than it is to create it from scratch. Not to mention the fact that if it already works, you're likely to have higher quality as well. And I think the exact same analysis uh, would prove to be true now that we're talking more about, you know, restful APIs. So I think more and more clients realize they need to expose that value. The key is just it's sometimes daunting when you've got, you know, the estimate is like 250 billion lines of COBOL, not to mention PL1 and Assembler and 4GLs and so forth. It's getting your arms around applications that were probably created in a more monolithic, less, you know, well-structured fashion, you need to do refactoring. You need to discover what is there and then put together a a plan for doing that API enablement. But I think people are, know they need to do it. It's just sometimes it's viewed as a daunting task and they have to figure out how to get started. And we have something called the digital transformation model that we're rolling out to help our clients put a plan in place. Got it. And I I agree. 
Um, so, <laughs> Katie, you're just setting me up for my next things here. But so, you know, that's still the biggest question we hear at DevOps.com, Hayden, which is, hey, this is all great. How do we get going? How do we roll this? How do we, how do I get executive buy-in? How do we, what, what, is there a, is there a, a one, two, three, you know, is there a, a blueprint I can follow? So Z14s, let me put it right, you know, throw it right back to you. Where do we start? You know, how how do they get moving with this? How do they, and specifically, how do they start incorporating the DevOps and API stuff into this? Yeah, it's it's the question that I hear from virtually every customer I talk to, and I'm getting ready to do a tour in Europe next week, and I'm sure it will come up in every single meeting. And the fact is, every customer is different, so there's no single answer. And within any given client, they have applications that span the gamut from, you know, nearing end of life to ones that are under active or brand new development. And so what we've, you know, and it. But of course, there are patterns and similarities across clients and application types and their best practices that we have gleaned by working with clients through the years. And that's where I mentioned this thing called the digital transformation model. We, we've shifted to this way of working with our clients to, to focus on applications rather than one answer for the enterprise. Hey, you should start with you know, deployment automation, or you should start with test automation. That answer should not be an enterprise answer. It should be for this suite of applications because of what their current state is, the as-is state, and what you desire the to-be state to be. If you just need something to run efficiently and you're going to replace it in a few years or, or retire it, all you want it to do is run efficiently. So use our latest compilers. But, you know, the fact of the matter is putting in a, a fully automated pipeline is likely a wasteful effort. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum for the things under very active development, that's where you want to do DevOps in its fullest. And really, it's just a matter of what steps do you take to get there? And so th this model that we've come up with has four levels. The first one I described about just do your compiling is run, just, just run it, just run it efficiently. The next is maintain, the next is expose, the next is evolve. So, I mean, and I don't know if we've got the best names in the world, but the fact is you really need to think about for the business, what degree of DevOps adoption do you need for a given application or application suite? So that's, that's the more, I think, realistic answer that we've, we've, been using with clients this year and, and a tool that we're using that's different from what we've done in prior years. Excellent. So Hayden, I mean, just to illustrate this, I, I remember back at Interconnect last year, you know, we had the whole little DevOps TV booth set up. I was interviewing some IBM clients and one of them, and I, it was a bank and I forget if they were from Poland or the Netherlands now. Or maybe even Australia, they they were you know IBM Z system customer, and they had just updated, I want to say from Cobalt four to five, 
maybe it was five to six. I don't remember now, but they had just updated their version of COBOL and it made, it made the, like a huge, huge difference for them in, in terms of performance and, and, um, you know, yeah, speed. yeah, exactly. You know, we've, we've, one of the things that our compiler team does every single release, and this starts from the very earliest days of we're just imagining what the new mainframe or new power platform is going to be. We're working hand in hand with the hardware folks. And, you know, with, with COBOL specifically, where something like 70% of the world's business transactions are running COBOL, obviously performance does matter. And so this is where you can get into a little bit of feeds and speeds, mainly because, not because it, some of the numbers aren't eye-popping, but it's because it, you can be more responsive for your, your clients. But with some compute-intensive apps, they run 16 times, not percent, times faster mm-hmm. on the latest compiler, which is 6.2 versus 4.2, which may be where that client was was uh, coming from. So that's skipping the version 5 things. But we still have the majority of our clients um, on the 4.2 version. So it's tremendously faster. And But this is by doing this, you know, joint development. You know, if you put new instructions or new you know, vector support in the hardware and the compiler doesn't generate these new instructions, well, then the, obviously no client is going to be able to take advantage of it unless they want to write their own assembler. So, you know, our compilers, you know, are delivering tremendous value. And I gave you a COBOL example, but you get similar results with PL1 and with our automatic binary optimizer that basically just does the tries to do the work that the compilers do, but just working on binaries rather than having you to go back to the source. So it's a big deal, you know, and it's, it's the less, it's maybe a bit more mundane. Yeah. The stuff runs faster. And, and as you said, diving into the bag, <laughs> but you know, when you've got numbers like 16 X or five X or what have you, that's uh that's huge. Sure is. Sure is. Um, so, Hayden, you know, I mentioned interconnect too, and as we're running low here on time, I just wanted to quickly uh, prop you on that and let our listeners know. So this year, interconnect is part of a, a, a even bigger kind of unified conference that IBM has put together called Think, uh, Think 2018, I believe it's called. And if I'm not mistaken, it's March. Yes. Um, so go ahead. You, well, you might see a trend here <laughs> because, you know, in, interconnect was the combination of impact and innovate, innovate. I think that's the, num- the name it was. I've kind of forgotten. But anyway, we had a rational conference. We had a web conference. We had IOT stuff and all that. And now we combine those into interconnect, at least the, the web and rational stuff. And it got bigger, and now we're doing something that is more or less IBM-wide, and it's called Think. It's going to be week of March the 19th and at the Mandalay Bay in Vegas. So still in Vegas, like our most of our other conferences have been of, of late. 
And so I think this, you know, there's pros and cons to having a more broad uh, where we can tell the full IBM story, you know, and that's the focus. And you've got SMEs from all the different uh, areas of the company, be it cloud, cognitive, you know, Z power, you know, what have you. But, you know, I think that's great. But because you do have those experts and we will have the breakout sessions or keynote sessions on specific areas, be it DevOps or or Z or compilers or, you know, our deployment automation like Urban Code. So there will be still those specialty sessions and yet you get the big picture. And the, the one thing that I would like to ask your listeners is the call for papers is open and and you know we are shooting for having 100% of the talks in the various tracks either be a customer or partner only or being customer and or partner jointly with an IBM or but we we're just really trying to get away from IBM or talking head uh, telling a story without a partner or a customer there saying what they've done in real life with a given solution or in a given area. So we'd really love to have uh, as many partner and client nominations as possible. I, I love that idea. I, um, you know, I, I chaired a panel the last two years, Hayden, on Dev. I think they were on, uh, well, it was on DevOps and then DevSecOps. But, um, you know, I tried really hard to balance it with, yeah, we had one person from IBM, but we also had a analyst and then we'd have a partner and then a practitioner. And I, I think that sort of balance gives, gives it, uh, it, it makes it some legitimacy to the whole thing and, yep. and different perspectives. Yep. Just real quick for anyone listening, if you go to ibm.com slash events slash think, you can get all the scoop there and follow the links to submit. And as Hayden said, if you've got something to say and, you know, and share with people, it, it uh, you know, having been to three or four of these, it's a, or more, you know, it's a great, a great platform. So I'd encourage everyone who would like to participate to do so. And even if you don't want to speak, but if you want to go, you know, really understand what's happening, whether it be with Watson or Z systems or hybrid cloud or blue mix or any of those things, if you know, any of those are important to you, uh, thinks a great, great show to attend. Hayden, we're about out of time. We're actually over time, but that's okay. Um, Thanks so much for taking the time on on what is a busy day with the general GA of Z14. Best of luck with it. Let's check in. I don't know, maybe before the end of the year and see how, you know, what kind of market uh, reception the, a lot of these features and and capabilities are are receiving, and, and what's you know we'll see what's where the rubber's meeting the road. Sounds good, Alan, and thanks again for your time. Thank you for your time, Hayden Lindsay, VP. Uh, Enterprise DevOps with IBM on GA Day for uh, Z System Z14. Thanks, Hayden. Have a great day. This is okay, Alan. Bye for now. Thank you. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. We'll see you soon on another DevOps Chats. Mm-hmm.